Superlight, Episode 8. Rock Hatfield, best-selling author, producer, and innovator, reads his new groundbreaking novel, Superlight. The author blends myths and ideas from the ancient astronaut theory and the Hebrew Bible to tell a story that will open the mind to new possibilities and distant worlds, all under the creation of the One. This is Superlight. Excelsior Andrew L. and his staff move to the debark site on the blade where they will walk in space over to the Elo Elo Ahim. Ambassador Lucent Tal is awaiting the arrival of the group from the blade. He is speaking with the commander of his vessel as they look outside at the blade, sitting 100 yards away. Commander, what do you make of this vessel, the blade? Ambassador, I am aware of this design. It is manifest and therefore has many exotic accoutrements and capabilities. It has a trans-time drive system and many highly accurate weapons, the commander pauses. Does it pose a threat to the Elo Elo Ahim commander, Lucentel asks. As long as we are in the Ethereum domain, it poses no threat. If we were to transpose into the Matterverse, it would be potentially lethal to us. The commander and Lucentel can see Excelsior Andrew L. and a group of Ethereans walking in space toward the Elo Elo Ahim. Senator, I have Jason Anderson on the phone, line one. You want to take it? Asked his assistant. Yes, thank you, barks the senator. Jason, have you lost your fucking mind? Why are you talking to reporters? Well, if you must know, I am concerned about the effects of the superlight device, and I think people should be aware. Besides, Hilliard fired me, Jason adds. Whoa, 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 a bunch of babies, you people as so dramatic. Where the fuck is Hilliard? We have looked everywhere, and not a sign of him or his team, the senator says. I don't know a senator, but I did get a call from him, this morning early. Where was the call from? Did you look? asks Senator Abramson. Yes, I looked, and it was listed as caller unknown. He has gone into hiding and is using a burner or a call blocker. Get me that phone, Jason. I can get someone at NSA to trace it back. Maybe we can get a lead. Okay, Senator, I can send it down express. It will be there tomorrow. You know, Jason, if you want that device in good hands, we have to find Hilliard, the Senator huffs. I understand, Senator, Jason says. Send me that phone and I will talk to you in a couple days, the Senator hangs up. Airman Johnson has collected Brad, Nancy, and Walter, escorting them to the mess hall. As they enter, they see Captain Carpenter and two men at a table. They stand and greet. Barbara introduces everyone. Brad, Nancy, Walter, I would like you to meet Steve Rudin and Oscar Tillman. These guys are contractors to the Space Force Deep Black Division. The same guys that developed the TR-3 Black Manta you all flew on. They work on the infamous 17th floor, the bottom floor, and safest floor in the base. An intruder would have to navigate down through 16 floors in security to reach this floor and its secret projects. These guys are going to help you set up your device. I have approved this as a Halo-class project, which means no spending caps. So, whatever you need, just ask, and it will be provided to you. If the new empire is interested in this thing, then we all are interested in it. Nancy, Walter, I know you may need some briefing to get you fully up to speed. Maybe Brad can fill you in later. After lunch, I am going to have Steve and Oscar give you the 10-cent tour. Well, some of the toys they have down there cost a significant portion of the U.S. budget. Off-record budget, Barbara says. We have been talking with these greys for years. The Air Force prior to us. We never see the tall greys, always the little ones. So that tells you something right there. Your little black box has them freaking out. So we need to know why and how to leverage from it. 
My job here is to oversee development of space technologies. The Greys are so far technologically ahead of us. It would take thousands of years for us to discover half of that stuff. We have asked them to help us for years, and they have given us an old depleted ship and some elements that are not found on Earth, but that's about it. Even their old scout ships are impossible to reverse-engineer. We have been able to take a few components and use them. Back in the 50s, many of the big tech breakthroughs were reversed great tech. They seem to be a race of thinkers and scientists. They use some kind of black magic. I just call it that, they call it manifest. They are able to tell the quantum to build a spaceship, and the thing just 3D prints itself into existence. That's why their tech is so hard to back-engineer. There are no signs of any manufacturing, it like a living metallic body, no seams, rivets, nothing. Just a wholly formed organic ship. Which brings me to the whole point of this meeting. If the superlight is an economic or ideological threat to the greys and their kind, we have a currency to trade in. I am certain they could build one in a minute. That's not the issue. They don't want us to have it. It is an existential threat to their economy and how they profit from us as a species. I have been thinking since we were on that ship with the big gray and L, that the human race and most likely many others are creations, avatars, if you will made by the beings you are seeing with the superlight. It's all mind-melting information, but we need to learn more about these things, and how they affect our planet, and what threats they pose. You now have all the resources you need at your disposal. So, let's get some answers and fast. Our very survival could depend on it. Captain Carpenter concludes, The news of the superlight has been seen around the world. The news media have been featuring non-stop coverage of the story. Reporters have probed the White House, the Russians, the Chinese, the Vatican, just about every world leader for comment and analysis. U.S. President Andrew Walton Grant has fielded calls all day from far-flung world leaders. His chief of staff, Ben Chambers, is hovering nearby. The president is on a video call with Russian President Nikolai Brevsky. President Grant, I am very concerned that the U.S. has such a powerful weapon. I have conferred with the Council on International Emergency Affairs, and they are quite concerned with the idea of this powerful device being in the hands of one country. Therefore, we demand in all manner possible that the United States bring this device to the Council, that we might understand this dangerous invention better. Sir, with all due respect. Oh no, Grant thinks under his breath, when they start in with the all due respect bullshit, it means there is actually no respect. Grant mutes the call and speaks into his chief of staff's ear. Do we even know where this fucking thing is? Chambers says, no sir, not really. Just stall him so we can figure this all out. Grant takes the mute off. Nicoli, I am going to need some time to sift through this situation. As you know, I have a number of foreign leaders asking questions right now. Not to mention that this device we are talking about is owned and developed by a private tech company. And that will need their cooperation. The U.S. government can't just take it away. Not without a court battle. I am sure we can find a solution that benefits all parties. Thank you, Mr. President, Revsky says, adding, please notify us when possible regarding the whereabouts of the device. I have been briefed on the situation and know that it is in hiding somewhere in the southwest part of your country. Believe me, Mr. President, I will be able to tell you with high accuracy where the device is in a day or so. Thank you, Mr. Brevsky. I look forward to our next call. Benton, get the National Security Director and a couple joint chiefs, and Andy Newhall, Secretary of Defense up here, ASAP. We need a plan. The whole flippin' world is pissed off at us right now. Oh, and who was that senator in those news reports you showed me? The President asks. Senator Arthur Abrahamson, Democrat from Massachusetts. Says the Chief of Staff, fine, let's get them all up here, so we can sort this thing out. 
says President Grant. The Grand Hall of the Ilo Elo Ahim is opulent, jewel-like. Rows of beautiful tables, with hundreds of leaders and diplomats standing and seated. A large choir is singing on a grand stage. Thirty individuals are creating a sound so colorful and emotional that it brings intense pleasure to the listener. No rhythm, just a continuous wave of sound, like a chorus of synthesizers. Ambassador Lucien Tell walks into the ballroom, accompanied by Excelsior Anderel and his entourage. The everyone in the room stands, and the music get louder and more state-like in texture. The group makes their way to the VIP table at the head of the room. Lucien Tell motions for everyone to be seated. He speaks to the gathering. Be not afraid, power and glory to the one. Greetings and peace to all those who are gathered here now. I am delighted to introduce Excelsior Andrew L., commander of the Guardian and Excelsior of the New Empire. Boos and moans can be heard in the crowd. I am certain a number of you have concerns regarding the legitimacy of the New Empire, but must I remind you that it was and is the one that embraces this division in our society. We must embrace it as well. Excelsior, please a few words. Thank you, be not afraid. Power and glory unto the one. The two small greys that were sent to Earth to meet Barbara. Brad and Bill are trying different codes on an outside hatch at the bottom of the Elo Elo Ahim. They are using a small pad to break in. The hatch suddenly flips open, and the little greys enter the giant ship. Down on these lower levels, it is not so jewel-like, very plain, just utilitarian. They find a room with dozens of video monitors. They wave the pad in front of the video screens. Okay, let's go, one of them says. They quickly lead the way they came in. A half mile above on the command bridge of the Elo Elo Ahim, an officer sees something on his monitor. It is the two greys walking into the power room down below. Commander, take a look at this. The commander steps over and looks at the video screen. What is in that area? The commander asks. That is a distribution node for the Matterverse converters. Could the converters be disabled from that location? The commander ponders. I don't think so, commander. However, the software that drives the matter converter is partially accessible from there. The commander calls out, Commander on duty to Ambassador Lucien Tell. Commander, this is not a good time right now, the ambassador says, speaking quietly. I am sorry, Ambassador, but we have had an intrusion. Two new Empire operatives dressed in maintenance robes entered a very sensitive area of the ship. This could have potential of putting us at a great disadvantage. Thank you, Commander. Glory to the One. Commander make urgent plans to return to Etheria, top speed. To be made so, Ambassador. The sound of the old barge, moving up to speed, can be heard in the ballroom. The choir sing louder in order to be heard above the engine noise. Excelsior Andrew L. leans to Ambassador Lucien Tull and says, So this is all an elaborate kidnapping scheme, Ambassador. The Ambassador chuckles, no, not of all Excelsior, but it was a real chance to collaborate but your operatives broke into a sensitive part of the ship and we feel it prudent to return to Etheria. Don't worry, I will provide you and your party a shuttle to return to your vessel. It has to be before we cross the border net, as I am sure you are aware. Go now, my staff will escort you to the hangar deck, snaps Lucien Tal. The blade is now pulled alongside the Elo Elo Ahim and is pacing it. Andrew L and his group have boarded the shuttle and are exiting the Elo Elo Ahim, they can see a bright red net just ahead of them. The border net, only authorized Ethereans can cross over it into Old Dominion territory. Look for the print version of Superlight where you buy books. Superlight is part of the Atlantium Network, a collection of books, videos, and podcasts. You can find all things Atlantium on Amazon, Lulu, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. 
Until next time, power and glory to the one.